Welcome back, everybody, to the Retrospects Coffee Podcast. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting. We are a little bit late on this one. We ran into a couple bumps. Everybody was kind of busy, different schedules. You know, life just kind of slapped us all in the face these last couple weeks. Um, but if you were here for the last episode, we talked about um, employee royalties and how they should be treated, company values, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and this week, we're going to jump into some brewing methods, uh, hot, iced, blends, single origins, all of that fun stuff. So, uh, Ryan, why don't you uh, start us off? What's our first topic we're going to talk about? Yeah. Um, well, I thought it would be great to go around and talk about, <laughs> it sounds like campfire status or something. Um, <laughs> Let's go today, around the campfire. Guys, we're going to talk, talk about, about something, <laughs> and then we're just going to go around, say your name, uh, what Hi. school you're from, <laughs> <laughs> how old you are. <laughs> Your favorite okay. color and your favorite, and your favorite, favorite food. food. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. I, I just want to go into kind of some stuff like that you would see see at other coffee shops. We've all been to a, a plethora, and I I feel like there's like you see some norms and stuff, but I would like to kind of dive into some stuff that maybe like you don't see in shops necessarily, but you see in home brewing and and like some for some odd reason you don't see it in shops all that much um and i know like my personal favorite brew method is the aeropress like i i don't know like i i really enjoy that brew method um because one it's like the fastest thing ever when you're kind of in a like i mean majority of like drinks you make at home that you know it's kind of you like you want to enjoy the process you know so don't mind if it takes like five minutes or whatever but the, like the aeropress i feel like has just got its own little like zen element about it but it's also like really quick you know yeah it's kind of magical it's like it, yeah it's like a, it's a minute and a half like power brew and it's just like it's still got like some decent body to it because it's like you know if you do the inverted method if you're cool and you make it all like like full immersion like I'm about that life, so. What's what's the inverted? Well, yeah, method? what is that? The inverted, I've actually never made it you, that way. Yeah, you guys don't make that many air presses, huh? I, I made three in the last like week at work. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you did you clean it? Did you? Yeah, did you, I cleaned it, dude. I've had so <laughs> we keep an AeroPress at work just for like all the employees and stuff. And I it was my old one, and I had. Oh, dude, the freaking thing was probably covered in an inch of dust. So much Two dust. Inches, I threw actually. away like half of the, uh, <laughs> threw away the filters. Half of the filters. <laughs> they were all yeah, covered in dust. It was so bad. Yeah, I know. I looked at it the other day and I was like, I was like, oh man, like I haven't used that in a long time. But you know what would be cool? As we go around, talk about like our favorite, say how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Down, down to like okay. grams of coffee. You oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That would be cool. Hell for all yeah. you uh, for all your listeners out there, <laughs> yeah, we're if you want to make some stuff, you know, <laughs> you have the equipment. Um, yeah, so I would say, I mean, I, I'm kind of about, so inverted is like you, you're taking the base and um, you're, you're putting, let's see, you're just flipping the two pieces. So whatever it says on the, like on the cover or like the normal method is like, when you start to put your coffee in and pour the water over it, like water will slowly start dripping into the cup. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, kind of like, like a pour over would, would do. And then you would, you know, you would wait it, let it, let it like brew for, um, I don't know, a minute or so. Uh, and then you would have kind of like a, almost like a ticking clock because it, it's the oh. water's going through the, the filters. So with the inverted, when you flip it, it just like you can, water doesn't go anywhere. It just sits. So you can basically oh, steep that, your coffee. That, 
like airtight seal is on the bottom. Yeah, and then oh, so really cool. the coffee is like sitting on top, and then you would flip the whole device over your cup to mm-hmm. then you push down, and that that's when obviously all the how for AeroPress. How long do you wait? Uh, dude, I it's funny. Well, so one like fun thing about the AeroPress is like they do they do this uh like kind of really cool competition thing so aeropress has like its own like world aeropress championship and it was meant <laughs> yeah it was meant for just like a fun like whatever thing like that people started and now it's like dudes. this it's kind of just blew up yeah. and i mean I, I think even the 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 company that makes it they started i think they were like a frisbee or toy company or something hmm. and they they made like the owner made a coffee device like out of nowhere but uh, anyways, you can brew it for like three minutes. You can brew it for five minutes if you wanted. Like some people have recipes where they just like go like super against the grain. They like do a coarse grind and then they like let it sit for five minutes at like this temperature water and then like they'll add water after the brew's done. And oh, it's like, dang. it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, Whoa. but that's what kind of, I think it's kind of fun about it because you really can do it's innovative. Yeah. You can customize it however you want. Whereas I'll like, Typically, like there's other brew methods out there that it's like if you don't really stick to the norm, like it's not as like there's not much leeway there. You know, like, you yeah, kind of have to do. Yeah, like a V60, like you you kind of have like, you have like so many parameters to kind of follow within, and um, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think that's kind of the fun part about the AeroPress. But yeah, that and it's freaking so portable. You can take it anywhere. Oh, that's yeah. true. You could literally fit it in your backpack, and as yeah, long you as you can have camp hot water. with it, you can do whatever. And you know, the you just, as long as you have like a decent grinder, like you're totally fine. And yeah. I, I use, I usually stick to like, um, like twenty gram or nah, not even twenty. Like probably like like seventeen or eighteen grams every time. And then it kind of like it yields like a shorter cup. Like oh, the beverage yeah. weight is like is a little bit shorter than like you can push with like a V sixty or whatever, it's but. More like- 10 ounces yeah like maybe somewhere around there and like i for me it's funny because i don't even sometimes i can't even like get through like a, a full like 12 ounce cup anymore let alone like 16 or anything like that like yeah i, yeah. I like I just taking 16 man like, i think that's why i've been drinking so much espresso which yeah. oh which is another thing Aerospress can do espresso if you're really a really? badass yeah like they actually some companies have done <laughs> John, you like that John? <laughs> but some companies have made these little attachments and they basically let you do if you buy like a metal filter you can you can put that where the paper one would go obviously and then it'll give you like a crema and no then way. you just like oh. you just grind it as espresso, put all the grounds in and then pack it and then you just have to push like super hard but that'll give you like basically your PSI which would be like an espresso. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, a it's a pretty awesome. pretty cool vi- uh, device. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would say that's probably my favorite. Josh, what, what are you brewing yeah. at home? Uh, usually at home now, I'm doing like pour overs, uh, just because I have the stuff to do it. <clears throat> uh, I used to just be all about the French press, though. Back oh, in, dude! Back in the day, the Frenchie. Dude. It's like uh, a everybody like loves a, the French press. Yeah, you can't not like. I feel yeah. like sometimes, sometimes like it's just kind of like a eh, whatever in specialty coffee every yeah, now and then. But throw it's it to the side, you know. I love yeah. the French press. Like it's super good, good way to make coffee. That was my first home brewer. Yeah, I think Same. I started with French press too. But, Funny yeah. story about a French press. Before I knew what a coffee bean was, oh, no, I, I know this story. <laughs> so back oh my God. back when me and Tim were living together in San Francisco. He was, our our house was weirdly huge. It was an apartment, like a townhouse. And it was three stories and it was three, tall. Yeah, it was three stories. Really? Three so stories. How it was, was the living room and the kitchen were on the bottom. 
the middle was a loft area and where our roommates lived. And then the top was two rooms, my room and Tim's room. And I was getting ready on the top floor and Tim was down doing breakfast things and making coffee in a French press. And I still don't even know the full extent of a French press because I've never made it. But I know that you push down slowly, you know, and when it's all the way down, you're good to go. This guy. I I freaking run downstairs. I'm all in a chipper mood because I'm ready for the day. (laughs) And I see this thing like all the way compressed. And I just go over and like... Up down, up down, up down, up down, up down, up down. <laughs> oh, dude. And Tim was so pissed. I was so upset, man. I had been waiting. I had been waiting like four minutes. Tim was probably like, brew. you idiot. I, exactly, I, was like, I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? I was I'm like, trying to I brew don't coffee. know what I'm doing. It's fun. That's <laughs> like, dude, what Dude, the get a job in blue bottle, idiot. <laughs> but anyways, that being said, Josh, favorite brew method. Uh, and how you do it. It'd probably do be, it probably be. It, it would probably be the French press. Uh, yeah. I just. I feel like it gives it more like a full-bodied experience. The uh, show. Yeah. As compared to like an AeroPress. Yeah. I only had that once, and then. But it, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, it was delicious. Yeah. If sure. anything, I feel like so. Obviously, the more like the more paper you add to whatever you're doing, like that's like the cleaner, like bright, acidic cup you know yeah mm-hmm. whereas like the french press is sometimes it's kind of nice it's got like a more it's all, actually it, all, it always reminds me of like cupping so when we like cup at the roastery oh yeah i mean it's all obviously it's very full-bodied because there's no filters at all you're just putting grounds in a cup yeah. in hot water and you let them sink to the bottom so there's there's no like you know nothing filtering out um but yeah dude that's like like the classic cowboy coffee that's just yeah. still so good. Yep. True. Yeah. There's some like breakfast places that serve French press. Yeah, like Benediction. I was that's Shout what I was thinking of. Yeah, that one, they like serve a pretty decent French press. Yeah. They, uh, that's they, rad. They serve I've never Lana, been there actually. Really? Me neither. Super good. It's it's like literally cowboy food. Where is it? It's over off of help me out Josh. I don't remember the uh it's cross like, streets. It's like like something in Mark, like Bullard and Marks. Yeah, it's like, like way that? over there oh, by it's like, like way almost yeah. ninety nine. Yeah, but it's good. It's definitely yeah. worth a try. She like brought me a like a tray with a French press on it. She's like, wait thirty seconds and then push it. And I was like, some guy, okay. some guy didn't one time and literally like was smashed it Scott? down. No, yeah, basically, <laughs> but smashed it down and then was like, what the heck? Tried to like lift up the little like thing and just totally like pulled the lid off and like spilt hot coffee all over oh, so, no. like, it was like oh, it was really wow. bad <laughs> that's what you noob. get for trying to be aesthetic what a yeah. what a scott dude yeah, what a, the, what, he scotted that so <laughs> hard he dude scotted that i'm a verb now but josh what kind of like specs do you do when you typically do like a french press also uh for both you and ryan since you guys haven't mentioned it yet like with your respective favorite brewing method what is your favorite kind of coffee blend single origin like from where you know favorite region stuff like that just to kind of like give everybody an idea you know yeah i think the last time i did a really good french print french press wow dude (laughs) (laughs) uh, guatemala it's late again oh yeah antigua yeah yeah that That was it wasn't fire because that's a blend that we have (laughs) but it was really good (laughs) (laughs) that was a face melter dude that was super good coffee I think that was the last time I did a French press and it was just, it, I had it on pretty coarse and, uh, yeah, 
it was definitely the best. <clears throat> did you French weigh out? Did you weigh it out, or did you just go? Just kind of, I kind of, yeah, I just kind of eyeballed it. Is that kind of before you man. you got into was, like the yeah. scaling and everything? Yeah, it was before I had a scale and all that. It was kind of just like maybe two centimeters of coarse coffee at the bottom of that French press. Like that looks pretty good. <laughs> you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a true American hero, man. I know. <laughs> I, I like, uh, man. I remember doing that Ryan too back in life. the day when I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I I feel like. <laughs> What are we laughing about right I now? I don't totally understand what it. I look like. <laughs> your laugh, your laugh, dude, it sounded, it sounded so, fake. so ingenuine. I was yeah. like, ah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, uh, but it's funny. Like, I, I feel like I started when I got really got into especially coffee and brewing a lot of coffee at home. I was like single origin, or it's not good, you know. Oh, like, yeah. and I, I didn't like. That I was like, oh, it's a right blend. Now. Like it's a blend. Like I, I don't like it. It's, mm-hmm. it's dumb. Like, <laughs> but the more I kind of realized, like, wh- what other people started doing with blends, like they'll, you know, if doing it wrong, like I don't really necessarily particularly like stuff that's roasted for espresso and then drinking it in the morning. Like, oh, heck no, man. There's nothing wrong with it per se. Like, if you're really just not in the mood for like some fruit, fruity, juicy stuff, but like, I really like like single origin, like um stuff that pairs together yeah so like um like we just had one that came out and it's a colombia and ethiopia and it was just super good because you get to it's like it's like ingredients like in anything else culinary right like you you like match things together and get like a really good flavor Try like get a certain combination with what you know these right. two individually are yeah and oh, i think like yeah. it kind of gets a lot of flack sometimes but I, I like it i think it makes it more complex like i've if only anything. ever had two single origin blends like the one that we have yeah and then the uh oakland lights from blue bottle their holiday Ooh, blend it's like a, a ethiopian one. sumatra and it was freaking awesome. oh wow that would be interesting it was, that sounds it good. Was, nuts. i think 70 percent ethiopia Okay. Said Sumatra. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't, I'm not big on Sumatra by itself. Like I actually, I it. it's different. It's, it's just it's an acquired taste for yeah, it's sure. Kind of like, like drinking kombucha. Weed. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's an acquired taste. But yeah, that's awesome, man. So single origin guy, if it's paired well, kind of a thing. Yeah, I would say You're a real um, artisan, man. Yeah, I don't know. I I love man is what I meant to say. The Renaissance man. <laughs> I don't know. I I definitely am, I'm I'm kind of about the blend life right now. So if I I even Me if I have recently. old like old like specialty or old special old single origins from like the roastery, I'll like kind of just like do like a suicide blend. You know, like yeah. I'll just take like Whoa. this Ethiopia Sadama and like match it with some like old guatemala and then like maybe throw in uh, peru or something like because i feel like it but Ooh, i love peru yeah love sounds peru. kind of like uh the way the blue bottle makes new orleans coffee oh Just kind yeah. of like throw everything oh together. yeah talk about how that's made um Real quick. actually we'll, we'll go we'll go, yeah, into that. We can go over that just keep that in your mind yeah for anyone that's interested like we'll talk about how that was made because it is it is actually really cool i think so but scott what's your favorite brewing method man and all of the awesome stuff that goes along with that so mine is i don't know something good. I like a lot it's it's something good man i i feel like this is so cliche but i just love pourovers mm. just because that's like what i do at home most of the time you know actually though because this the close second which i feel like i'll talk about because i feel like tim was going to talk about pourovers is actually yep. cold brew I, I like oh. really like cold brew because I was going to take whichever one you didn't take. So. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> True friendship right there. All right. Anyways, um, 
I don't know. Cold brew is awesome because when I was working at, uh, not cold brew. I wasn't working at cold brew. When I was working at blue <laughs> bottle, uh, they came out with a, a cold brew maker that was freaking awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm pretty sure you can buy it. Not wait, blue is it bottle. the bottle? It's, it's the Hario one. Yeah. Where it's just a, it looks like a, looks wine, like a wine bottle. bottle. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. The top is rubber uh-huh. and the filter sits attached to the top. Right. And then the outside's just glass. Yeah, I've never had something from there. Oh, dude, dude it's it so is good. so good. Yeah, man, it's wow. so good. Um, it's it's fun because there's so much experimentation that's like easy. It's not like like you were talking about roasting. That's like you got to know how to roast to experiment with that. But this mm-hmm. is like, oh, you know, I want to make this cold brew today, and it literally just takes you know eight hours, and then you have a whole glass, you know, a right. whole glass of cold brew that's not gonna taste like a hot coffee you Mm -hmm. know i remember one time the other thing i like about it is it's fun to experiment with old coffees which you think are way past their date for like a Mm -hmm. pour over i remember one time tim and i were working at blue bottle and you know we'd get a bag a week as we were working there that was just one of their little things they did for their employees and uh I had gotten a bag of a Burundi coffee that wasn't like I got it before I had a way of making it or grinding it. It was just right when I started working there. I'm like, I don't have anything yet. Yeah. And so it was sitting on the shelf for three or four months until I finally got a pour over set up. I think it was closer to like five. dude. Yeah. Five months. And I was like, man, I I can't use this as a pour over because at Blue Bottle, they were teaching us, you know, day 14 is like getting to the end of its life, you know? Right. And uh, so I didn't for a while, and that's why it got up to five months old because I just didn't use it when it was three months old. Yeah. And then one day I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna freaking make this into a cold brew. And I did it, and I left some... I took some with me to work because I left super early at like 3.30 a.m. And then I left some for Tim. And I saw he texted me after I got off work and after I had tried it, and we were both amazed at how juicy and good it so was. Dude, it was so, so rich. Good, dude. Oh my gosh, that that was probably the best cup of cold brew I've ever had. Better than like anything in store or yeah. anything. It was, and that was so good. That was like my second try, which just goes to show how easy it is to experiment and have fun with a cold brew maker if you have one at home. Yeah, I feel like too. I mean, you can get kind of creative with that as like yeah. as much as you want because. I mean, if you're adjusting your grind size and then you're just playing with time and grind size, right? So, yeah, exactly. I mean, you really can dial it in however you, you like. You know, if you want it, you know, to smack you in the face in the morning, you can just like tighten up the grind, you know? Yeah, and dude. Brew it for I know longer some guys or... who like will start course and then find it up halfway through like the beans are grinding. Yeah, like, dude. While I, was, it's grinding. I was actually just oh, going to bring really? that up. Yeah, and it freak. I've tried the, that's... the brew that they've made and it's freaking awesome, dude. It's so interesting. Good. That's, yeah. uh, that's Vince, right? Yeah, Vincent uh, Collect does that with his small batch cold brew in it. Yeah, dude. Oh, he, he we made... got to just like get him on for a podcast yeah. just to talk about cold brew. That'd be Seriously. sick, dude. He, he literally, I don't know how much you guys, Josh and Ryan, how much you guys go to collect, but he experiments with cold brew all the time. Like every day. Awesome. As a, I think, I mean, there's so many, it's just such a hot commodity, right? And it's just like a, yeah, especially because we're getting closer to summer. Yeah. Central Valley. Yeah. Know? Like Central Valley, we thrive off of cold coffee because yep. our customers, I mean, if you, like if you were to not serve cold brew and you wanted to open up a cafe, like you might as well not be in business. Like yep. you can't yeah, survive. Yeah. Like well, it's anywhere, man. Like even in the yeah, Bay, really like anywhere. Ice coffee is where it's at. 
people yeah. want something quick on the go that they can just like down because they need coffee, they need the caffeine, and especially ice are easy, you know. Especially cold brew because most places you'd see in the bay would just have it on tap. Mm-hmm. Like even Collect has it on tap. You yeah. know, it's literally. We, I mean, we have it in the like fridge, like ready to go. You turn around, fill up the cup, put ice in it, and a lid, and you're right. that's you're, it. You're out of there, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. Um, but yeah, like cold brew is awesome. And to get kind of you know back into what I was saying, the specs for what I do is normally um, six cups of water, just like you know cold water, mm. um, and then I do as coarse as my as my um, grinder will go. And this is kind of weird. So I have, um, you know, those like mesh strainers that you like put the, like noodles in. Oh yeah. yeah. So I have one that's pretty fine in terms of mm-hmm. like what it strains through. And so I'll put the really coarse grinds in there and shake it. And then, so the finer out of the coarse grinds, all fall, the fines yeah. fall out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, a friend of mine told me that a long time ago. Yeah, that's, a, that's a pretty really smart good. little hack. Like, I, there's like some products that they literally make make it so your your fines will like come out. So I think one of yeah. the products is like Cruve or something or Cruve or it's basically like a little box that you put your once you grind it. You know, if you have like a Encore or whatever at home, mm-hmm. like then you shake shake the box and then like at the end all the fines are at the bottom and you just toss those and oh, use that's the awesome so it's like it's yeah that's it's sick. trying to make the particle like exactly the same like so that's it's cool yeah it's pretty cool that's cool but yeah so after after i do that i um do about 55 to 60 grams of coffee so i guess close to 10 grams per cup of water okay you know um anywhere from you know eight to ten it's almost a one-to-one yeah exactly and then uh, after that, I let it steep for about eight hours, eight or nine. Okay. And then, because I, I don't know, I don't like it too concentrated. Yeah. You know, especially if I'm doing like a single origin cold brew. Yeah. And I like it a little, you know, I mean, blends are already going to be darker just by themselves, but I feel like if I had a blend, I'd let it go for a while longer. But um, do you drink it as is or do you dilute it? Um, I normally don't dilute it. That's, you just, you, that's, you know, eight hours is pretty light still, so I wouldn't yeah. really need to. But what I do is after it's done, I just run it through my pour-over setup. Okay, so it's yeah. All that nasty stuff gets out. The, yeah, it's kind of crazy because, you know, obviously filtering, but I have to change the filter like two or three times, which just goes to show how f- much nasty uh, there It was like we, what we used to do for our cold brew at Cuppa. Oh, yeah, you remember gosh, that? Yeah. That was the worst. Yeah. I, I mean... It's funny. I do like. I definitely had more like appreciation for cold coffee and whatnot. But I hate making cold brew at the cafe. Like at home, I wouldn't care Have because you... it's such a like you know like, oh, yeah, zen so, process. Yeah. But at the cafe, we didn't have like a like the, they make like brewistas now, which are what we use now. Yeah, but it's like it's Those made for cold brew. Ours was yeah. like throw together like jank recipe that was really good. And it was great coffee, but it was just like the, the it was it was just oh really my hard god, it was the yeah. worst. Like I was like, this takes forever, and, and it like was super yeah. messy too. Oh, yeah, you have to put gloves on and basically milk a bag. Yeah, of and juice. you're like down an employee because you're like you're like oh where's Ryan? Like oh he's making cold brew for six hours in the prep room. Like <laughs> and I'm like oh my god, <laughs> cold the brew. Sink. Yeah, and like if anybody from Cup is listening, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's also yeah. really funny when uh, you and Scott forget the bucket. 
Oh, oh we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> got him. The bucket. Got him. Hey, don't worry about the it, new, dude. The new, uh, hey, the new cold brew method. Okay, so you remember? <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're do, getting into dude? this right now. Okay. So Story. how we would do it is we would have, you know, the... Uh, the grounds, right? Crap. Remind me how it started when you're well, the old, after. The old one? Okay, so after it steeped, you're talking you're about the old, it? the old. Well, yeah, way. pulling it, you had to, you know, Filter do the it. whole like pour the water in there, juice it, that's, and then that's dump out the it. coffee grinds. Yeah, so that part. Oh, of it, I know okay. what you're talking so about. So you, you had to go put, all through the sink, didn't you? Y- yeah, <laughs> basically this whole thing that the has been steeping through like all night. We just poured that down the drain. Yeah, and I came yeah, up. That's so funny. And Josh Tim, like, Tim right. turns around and he goes, where's the bucket? And, and we're, we're like, like what, what bucket? bucket? We know what we're doing. <laughs> Shut up, dude. And I looked down and realized we poured all night's work down the drain. Oh that was the gosh. first time I've ever like given really bad feedback and taken really bad procedure because my immediate response was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what the heck? Were our job. Yeah, it was yeah. really funny. But, oh, good times. Scott's man. like, I'm a barista. I got it. I got this, <laughs> yeah. dude. Come on, I worked at Blue Bottle. Fat off my back, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times, dude. Great times, funny. man. But right, now yeah. I have this really easy process where it just and really still forgets. Attached to a bucket. Oh, I did. <laughs> I let it totally steep for like five days, but we threw that out. My bad. Uh, and then I immediately large made it up. OG. <laughs> All right. So, Tim. Favorite brew method. Your favorite brew method and how you do it. All right. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to say pour overs. Ooh, yum. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, got me. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I actually, like, didn't like black coffee or pour overs or anything like that for a long time. Um, kind of as we talked about in previous podcasts and all that stuff. But, uh when I worked at Blue Bottle, I slowly started to fall in love with pour overs because, you know, I would open it. Like when I first got hired, I would open a lot more. And when you open, you have to dial in like all of the beans that we're serving that day for whether, whether it's espresso or drip. And so if I was on drip, I would like take my time. I'd dial in, I'd fill out the uh, dial in sheet and everything to make sure everything's tasting good. Use that refractometer, which is like my favorite thing in the Are world. Are you guys dialing with the free refractometer? Oh, dude, yeah, it was amazing. Like, was it every morning? Every morning, dude. Dude, yeah, that's oh man, <clears throat> that that's was something amazing. that I, I freaking so love. It's like, doesn't matter what day it is, how old the coffee is, if it's, you know, I like this is obviously stupid because it's illogical, but if the coffee was the same day as it was yesterday. They would still, if the same age, you know, they'd still be like, dial it in. Yeah. 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 Make sure it's on point every day. But um, then I slowly started to appreciate pour overs a lot more. Um, Started building a palette, obviously, because you would taste every morning and, you know, write down your own flavor notes instead of just like, oh, this is what it's supposed to taste like. And you would describe it for yourself. Um, I didn't like finish a pour over setup at my house until like this year, though. I kind of went big and got the Acacia Pearl for my scale and all of that Mm, stuff. And I stick to a hand grinder. Like a lot of people use electric ones, but I don't know. I like how hand grinders have, like I've always used at home a hand grinder. It like just works better for me, I guess. There's super super nice ones. It doesn't change grind settings, but it's so perfect. Yeah, it's good every time. Yeah. I have some like cheapy, like $30 Target brand one Mm -hmm. and it, 
makes amazing grinds every time. Really? Yeah. It's awesome. Man. They, it's so they cool. like, it's funny. There was a company, I can't, I think they're like, a, they're out of Germany or something. They make a hand grinder that's like, so they, it goes as fine as espresso and it'll do, but it'll make like really good espresso, like really? a single oh, origin awesome. espresso shot. You can grind it with that. And like some, I think, I mean, there's been some, uh, like, world like brisa champions that have like endorsed it or whatever you know saying like it's like that legit but it's awesome yeah it's it's pretty cool like so i mean some of the hand grinders are like super legit you know yeah but yeah so i use the acacia and that hand grinder and then i have stuck to the blue bottle method of um doing pour overs as far as equipment goes so i use their uh decanter um and their dripper and the reason i use their dripper is because i hate paper taste in my coffee and like if you use hario it's typically paper filters Hmm. um so i use the blue bottle one because they engineered it specifically to where you have to use their filters as well and their filters are bamboo paper you don't have to pre-wet it or anything because it like like it drains really well right Mm -hmm. off the bat and it doesn't taste like paper it's like a really nice Clean. uh, clean way of brewing it um, typically when I brew coffee, it just depends on like whether it's a single origin or a blend. If it's a single origin, I typically will do like 22 to 23 grams of coffee. Um, and then if it's a blend, it's closer to like 24 ish. Mm-hmm. Cause I kind of like when it's a little, if I want a dark cup of coffee, I'm going to have like a little bit of a higher dosage. Yeah. Just really put, um, pull the strength out of it. Yeah. And like, that's just like, it just depends, honestly, like whoever is listening, like you do it however you want. You know, I, when I was first starting out, wherever I got my beans from, I would go on their website because every like third wave coffee shop website they most have their specs on they have there. their specs. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be like, Oh, what do they, what do they brew this at? Okay. Like Onyx for every single coffee, it says like, here's what you should do for each of these brewing methods. Ugh, like, Onyx is so legit. It's so cool. I love Onyx. Like they list out every single like brewing method for that specific coffee and the specs and the time that it should like finish at and everything. Yeah. But for bill, I remember they had like their bag. It was like in the ins- inner lining, they had all their specs for like AeroPress, French press, this, this That's all on cool. the inside. It was like the, yeah, it was the sweetest bag I've ever seen. I was like, what? Wow, how convenient. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, it's that stuff like that is so cool. But yeah, if you if you don't really know where to start, definitely check out the websites cuz it's on there for sure. You just have to look a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, too, like there's so much like so many YouTube videos on oh, it and yeah. stuff too. Yeah, Stumptown makes some really good YouTube Stumptown has videos. great tutorials cuz they're so easy to follow and they don't nerd out too hard. They they're pretty like sensitive to the consumer where they're like listen, just do this, this, and this, and you're going to get a pretty good cup. And not like us. They're like, (laughs) like, I mean, but some people like to geek out, but some people like, I remember when I first started, I was always like, just dude, just give me the basics. Like, I don't need to know all this crap. Like, yeah, like you can get overwhelming. Yeah. Like, like Scott, um, Rayo, who is like a coffee wizard in the world. He's like, yeah, not our Scott. Not the F's up the cold brew every day. But. <laughs> oh, <man>. oh, <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh, oh. And the French press. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But Scott Rayo, like, if you're kind of someone who wants to start geeking out on a lot of the coffee stuff, like, YouTube, that guy, it's R.A.O., Scott Rayo. He's 
that he does a pour over method. He released a video not long ago, and I'm, I this is the only way I make pour overs now, just because it's so freaking simple. But he's so scientific about everything that he it's almost like hard not to just believe every single thing he says. Obviously, do whatever you feel tastes the best, but yeah, he's I like mean, it's just crazy how far he can take something like a concept, and he's like, well, the numbers say this, this, and this, so this is basically the perfect way to make a cup. And I'm like, yeah. well, damn, Scott, you you, you mean you make you make a good point. A hard <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, but... I was talking with a friend of mine recently and we were just kind of discussing uh, just coffee in general and we came to the agreement, like, coffee is really easy to get into. Like, it's super easy to get into and it can be as easy as you want to make it or as difficult as you want to make it. True. And so it's like, it's basically up to you. Like, do you, you can experiment, you can do your thing, you know, or you can like follow the numbers, you can just research it, you know? There's no wrong way to do it, you know. Preference is preference, and whatever you want to brew, you know. Yeah, it's that's yeah. your cup of coffee, you know. For sure. Um, for me though, back to what I was talking about. Um, typically for single origins, yeah, about 22 grams of coffee, and then blends 24 ish. Yeah. Um, if I know who the coffee's by, like if I know it's blue bottle, I know like okay, well this cup was typically, you know, close to 30 grams in store. So I'm going to try it like that and see how my grinder does it, you know? What do the beverage, like when you guys would brew at the cafe, like in Berkeley, would, what would, when you're ordering, it's a 12 ounce yeah. cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You'd never, never. Dang, they would do like 30 ten, grams like, in a 12 ounce cup. It'd be like 10 ounces of coffee in a 12 ounce cup. Yeah. Is what I oh, told everybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, blends were typically like. Uh, they were 30 Hefty. grams yeah. or, uh, one of them, two of them were 31 was like 28. Okay. Um, single origins were like closer to like 22 ish. Yeah. It'd be like 22, 23. Okay. Yeah. Keep it bright. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, you just adjust your grind accordingly. Right. When it's at home though, like you'll find whoever is brewing at home, like you'll find what is good for you. You know, like I find my grind and I'm good with that, you know? I don't yeah. usually adjust it once I know, okay, this is going to taste good yeah. at home because yeah. I don't really have a lot of coffee when that's, I'm at home that's to what I was just experiment say. with, you know? Yeah, you don't have bags and bags five and bags of five-pound five beans, you know? Like, yeah. They just, yeah. They're just laying around. Yeah, it's just like we... Yeah, and coffee's expensive, dude. Like, yeah. let's, let's be honest. I mean... You get, you get a 12-ounce bag with like... or. Yeah, yeah, twelve ounce bag. Some, some, some sort. Like I know Cat and Claude, they they sell ten ounce it's bags. 10 ounces, yeah. And like and Honeyco, like they, I, I always, like sometimes I'm kind of like, man, I wish we would kind of go back to the like, the trend of it being a pound, yeah. like sixteen oh, yeah. ounces, because I'm like, I don't know why we started just serving less and less. It's expensive. I think that's why just coffee prices yeah. go up. You know. Not yeah, that's true. Uh, it's, uh, at the same time, like for me personally, I was talking about this with. Uh, Spence over at high top the other day and we were talking about how like even a 12 ounce bag i don't go through that enough at home yeah. before it like goes kind of out of its like good tasting range like it's yeah if you're, if you're yeah. like a bachelor you know and you're just like around like it, it not if you're not around a bunch of other people that drink coffee then i was the same because like my roommates when i was in an apartment with like a couple of my best friends like they didn't drink coffee and so yeah. I would always like have, I was on the, uh, the subscription list with cat and cloud. Yeah. So I'd have like a new bag come in and I was all jazz for the new coffee. I'm like, man, I haven't even finished this one yet. And yep. I'm like, I'm like I, I, too much beans. Like I don't have enough, like, I, you know, I, yeah. I can't drink all this, you know I mean? And I'm, I work at a cafe, so it's like, I really have no excuse to be even buying this. I just, exactly. you That's, know, that, I was going to say that, like I 
don't finish 12 ounce bags because it's like, I just go to work every day and I have coffee there, Yeah, you know? But like the cool thing is, um, if you're friends with people at cafes and everything, like just, I don't know. I was hanging with Spence the other day and he was like, here, man, here's like five bags of, you know, they're like four ounce bags of different coffees from different like companies that just like they got their company got too much, you know? So they sent it. Uh, like little samples. Yeah. Little sample bags. Oh and yeah. He was like, here, man, like we're not going to serve these and we're not going to taste them. You know, they that's send awesome. It, people send us it way was, too much, you know, it was cool. The, I forgot what it was. I think it was either Onyx or some, some, yeah. some coffee, coffee company, their sample was a little tube. Oh, that's and uh, the take cap, flight. the cat. Yeah. Take flight. The cap of the tube. If you filled that up was like perfectly like 22 grams. Oh, that's cool. Over. Oh, it was so yeah, cool. it was, it was cool. That's awesome. Take right. flight, dude. They're, they're awesome. I want to do more research into their company because they just like, they just look like they do it so right. Yep. Like their, their packaging, their branding, like everything just looks so pristine. Then good kid. Yeah. yeah. I know. Like I just even look, I remember their like, logo, man, their logo is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're a cool company. I, I think Spencer was telling me a little bit about them. Um, and just like how the guy started the company. I think the, the owner has been like everywhere in coffee. Like he worked oh. for like intelligentsia and then like he was like worked for like a lot of the bigger companies before he started his own thing. But Dang. that's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That's awesome. But yeah, so that's basically like my personal preference too for pour overs right now is single origin. Um, I just like a bright cup of coffee, but there is once in a while when I'll do like you know, a three Africas from blue bottle. Cause it's, it's a blend, but it's a little bit of a lighter blend. Yeah. So it's still got some of the fruity yeah, juicy it's, characteristics. It, I think it's delicious, but it is a little bit more of a richer cup of coffee. So, but yeah, that's my, I, I I'll stick with pour overs. It's a really good method. Nice. So I know we got, we had a pretty diverse little range there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's cool that we all like different things. Yeah. I think Everybody, that's the, the, <laughs> everybody's like pour over, pour over. Yeah. Pour over. <laughs> oh, yeah that was, oh man. I wish man, like I see my, I love espresso so much. Cause I just think it's so such an interesting craft, right? Like mm-hmm. there's so many things that like, could go wrong brewing espresso. Oh, it's so easy. But it, yeah, espresso dude. wrong. But you like if you just stick to like a really consistent like you know ritual and stuff. Like I I wish like at home there was like an afford a really affordable way because all the freaking companies like especially coffee like, companies oh, hey, out there. You want to make an espresso at home? Five thousand dollars, please. Yeah, like base <laughs> yeah, price. It's freaking ridiculous. Like it makes me so mad because I'm just I'll like take your left leg. I'm like, dude, yeah, no one. Right. Like all the people that actually make decent espresso, like breezes are broke dude like no one <laughs> has money to do that like i can't buy a five thousand dollar machine and like make it dude yeah let alone like all the other companies like slayers is like i remember one time it was like during christmas and they're like oh a special sale like it's a ten dollars off your seven thousand yeah, dollars it's like seven machine. grand as opposed to like eight thousand five hundred and i was like you bastards like you <laughs> gotta be kidding me and like ed, ed, i need I, a new car <laughs> every time i look at them though they're just like the freaking most beautiful thing ever and you just you actually think about it like maybe i should spend that much money on a machine and i'm like then i slap myself and i'm like no i shouldn't have yes, priorities <laughs> and then it's like no but come on you would like 
you like to pull espresso when you're riding? I'm like, <laughs> damn it. But, blow a breaker in your house powering that thing. Really, though. I Honestly. remember our owner, it's funny, He was when he was describing like when he first got into specialty coffee and he bought a La Marzocco, he was like, yeah, I had to replace my oven unit. <laughs> like, he put it in there and I was like, dude, you're a madman. But like, I, I mean, I yeah, I would love to one day just if I had some kind of rainy day account that I just accumulated over the years. Like maybe when I'm, by the time like I'm 30 and I'm, I feel cash like I need all that Bitcoin. Pick me up, cash in, <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. Bitcoin. It's going to go back up for all you listening. It's going to go back up. No, it's but not. <laughs> yes, it, uh, <laughs> I don't care. But like, dude, I, oh my gosh. Like I can't wait one day. I'm just going to, I know myself and like, if I ever have the money to do so, I will definitely pull the trigger on a machine. Oh, totally dude. One day, just take it from the shop that you start like the old one when you replace it, you know? I think, well, I think too, it's interesting. So Breville is doing some really cool things. Like they're, Mm -hmm. I think you'll start to see kind of, it's almost like, it makes me think of like TVs, you know, like TVs were used to be so expensive, but now you can get such a high quality TV for like Really cheap, bucks. yeah, dude. Like it, it really isn't like, that hard. Fifty inch four K for three hundred dollars, which isn't that much. Yeah, no, and not at all. And I think, I mean, that's where you're going to start seeing the more companies that start to see consumers, you know, going like especially coffee if it's growing. Like, you know, Breville, they already they took like a. I know I only know this because I watched the YouTube videos of Chris Baca, and he went on this like a retreat thing with Breville and like they paid for a bunch of specialty coffee people to go out there and like test products, like give feedback and do like competitions and stuff. And like, it, I mean, but that just shows to show you like a huge company like that with a ton of money is like, Oh, well there's a market for it. Like, and they, and their machines are cheaper and they're easier to use. Honestly. Like, I mean, I think it's kind of cool. Like I hope to see like the product start to get a lot more cheaper so you can, make espresso at home and not have to spend like your entire life saving just to get a freaking machine. Well, the thing is that you also have to think of when you think about making espresso at home is I feel like the, the previous brewing methods we had talked about, the grind setting is a little more forgiving. Yeah. Yo, but for sure, with yeah. espresso, you know, like that, that's, the grind, the grinders at work are already really, really, really like, was sensitive or yeah. like like you know the yeah. tiniest movement does a lot you know yeah and we're only going out of like a little thing with 300 marks on it half a mark yeah. is a matter of you know Ten five seconds. six seconds in yeah. your espresso shot you yeah know? and that's like i mean it's, it, it's it, hard to it's hard to you know, dial in at home. You could even have like, shoot, you could spend 10 grand on a machine at home. You're like, hey, I have a 10 grand machine at home. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, what's your grinder like? I mean, because if you don't have a good <laughs> grinder, then you're, yeah. you can't even make anything. Yeah. In- that, yeah, that's that's a good point. But my, my point is, you know, like we were talking about with the dialing in drip, yeah. only to a higher extent, you know, you don't have pounds and pounds of coffee yeah. just laying around. Yeah. You know, you have... A little you're gonna you're gonna eat through all your products that <laughs> yeah. you have about four shots to dial in to yeah. get six shots or five shots you get half a bag you know? and you're like oh, it's perfect you know and then yeah. the next you're morning like, you're wow, gonna do the same thing all over bag. again yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i know yeah making espresso at home is expensive like one of the regulars that used to come into my blue bottle he was like some music professor dude that would carry a mac pro like the tube trash can thing in his backpack what yeah he would carry the trash can like the trash can. thing he would carry that around in his backpack he's a crazy dude but um he was like yeah man i'm i'm trying to sell some of my stuff like i've been making espresso at home 
I've got like about 30 grand of equipment sitting in my kitchen right now. And I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. Holy cow. Cool. Yeah. I don't remember what grinder he said he had, but it was like some like, You're like you art. got a lot of free time, bud. Or yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was the biggest coffee snob I've ever, I've ever met. Like he, we, he'd be like, what, what, uh, pour overs you have today. And I'd like let him know. And he'd be like, uh, I'll be back when you have a new region. Oh my like, gosh. Oh gosh, dude. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's next level. But yeah, it's making it at home is like, if you want to make it really well, it's not easy yeah. as far as money goes. Yeah. If you have the know-how. If you're, if you're loaded, just go out, buy 10 five-pound bags and just try until easy. you yeah. freaking At get that one point, one. it's like, just open your own cafe, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think... Uh, to talk about a couple other brewing methods that aren't really very popular. Um, I've only ever seen them up in the Bay. Uh, uh, OG dripping mm. and siphon brewing are like some oh, pretty siphon, cool. Dude. Yeah, really under the radar kind of brewing methods that not a lot of companies do. Some companies try, um, but like mainly uh, I only saw them at very, very select cafes uh, yeah. up in uh, the Bay Area. But OG... It's OG. really cool. OG, I, I kind of didn't think about it because I never have it, but that is by far my favorite way of oh, making coffee. It's miss it so much. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's a Japanese slow drip process, which, you know, if, if cold brew is like your beer, OG's like your you know, top shelf whiskey. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's, it's nuts, dude. You know? It's kind of like bourbon. It smells like it too. Yeah. It's nuts. I remember, so Blue Bottle has a espresso bean that they only serve, serve at one shop called 70 foot ceiling. And uh, if, you know, you compare that to their other espresso, it's, you know, way more on the harsher side, darker side. It's got which a, is good uh, if it's you're got a Robusta that. in it. That's why. Mm. It's like a Robusta component, which makes it like freaking intense interesting it's nuts yeah one of the one of the times when i was up at that shop that serves that bean they had made og with it and dude it was literally like drinking hard liquor like <laughs> a horse kick i you couldn't gun, i couldn't do anything <laughs> but sip it one sip at a time it was it was those intense, things but it was so jazz too that's the only thing i've i remember when you gave me uh, like i had i don't know a few sips of the og yeah there was there was three of us and we shared a five ounce cup all like three of us and it yeah. hyped us all up for the whole shift like, and then i remember when we so me and pace uh like the pace is the co-owner of our roastery at cup of joy and so we'll we'll be in the roastery and we'll kind of like tinker around with different stuff and he would do a little like makeshift slow drip at home mm-hmm. and he like had a really fine like particle size that he like did and he brought it in and it was like a i think it was a Ethiopia. I think it was like a Sadama or something. Like Ooh. super like I think it was a natural, like super fruity, like juicy. It was crazy. And I remember he brought it in, but we both looked at each other after we had like a bunch of like we we're testing it, you know, like keep tasting and we we're like Bro, like, I'm like, dude, are you are you kind of like shaky right now? And he was like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, dude, I kind of am like, and I don't really have I'm not sensitive to caffeine at all. Like some people are just like it baffles me. They're like it's like, you know, 12 o'clock. Do you have, do you have decaf? I, I, I yeah. can't do this. I can't, I can't drink it. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, be have a heart night. attack. Yeah. I'm going to be foamy at the mouth if I don't like drink decaf. And I'm like, you, <laughs> you poor soul. Like, and I'm, I just, uh, every time I'm like opening in the morning and I see something like decaf on the bump bar, I'm just like, I just want to look at the person and be like, 
Like, bro, what? It's 8 a.m. Yeah, I'm like, what, what are you doing, mate? What are you doing? Like, you're, you're not going to get any sleep tonight? Like, what? I know. And I'm like, and some people like, but yeah, I, mean, I guess they're just so sensitive. Like, I see for me, I never like have that much. Like, that's why I, if it could be like, I could drink a pour right now and probably be fine and go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Like, and, mm-hmm. and I think that was the and only it's thing. 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's, that's maybe scary. Maybe I should get myself checked out. But like, I know, I feel like the, that's the only thing I've drink. I, I had like a drink of and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really caffeinated. I need to. It's intense. Slow my roll. Like, um, we would use the refractometer for that one too when I made it in my cafe at Blue Bottle. What would the numbers look like on that? Um, it is supposed to be um just under espresso okay like so it's like dissolved t- solids uh your tds yeah. um so espresso typically like came out it's to like, like 20 something percent like um yeah um i mean it like in the refractometer it'd be like eight point something or whatever R- okay, what is right. that yeah um it basically like a, a refractometer measures your dissolved solids in the liquid that you put inside of it. It's like this si- little scientific thing that has like a screen. Yeah, like shoot, you basically put a drop on a sensor, close off to light, and then it, you know, s- shines a laser through the liquid that you put, you know, whatever liquid that's dripped in there. And it, oh, it, dang. Like it tells you like how much dissolved solids are in it by yeah. like how long it takes to go through the whole the liquid the whole That's like awesome. yeah, yeah like, like, like a pour over is around like 1.9 yeah, oh, wow. you no, know, and like, that's a blend. Like, yeah, that's origins. like a dark. You know, like I, we had a super super dark blend at Blue Bottle called Giant Steps. It was like it was intense. Mm-hmm. It was like the one if if you know your old Take Vietnam vet came in, he's like, "Give me some coffee." Yeah. <laughs> you gave him Giant Steps. Yeah. It's like one of those. But like, that was two. Wow. You know, so yeah. I think yeah. I mean, and the whole like reason you would even do all the this like process is because. So it's like at the roastery, which is I'm sure Blue Bottle obviously uses at the roastery too, but uh, everyone does. You basically take like cupping notes, and so when you start to taste your stuff and you check the refractometer, when you get that number and you're dialing in in the morning, that's why you need to dial it in to get that number again because theoretically it should yeah. always taste the same if you have a 1.2 or 1.3 or whatever. And they would that's they the would whole. change the numbers sometimes too, like depending nice. on yeah, like what so they might tweak it or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, but they're like insane. I think they're like what, like seven hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, they're not cheap. Some, some oh, they're, crazy. It's like, just another freaking product, and especially coffee. That's a billion yeah, dollars. Yeah. I wouldn't say because, don't get that for your house. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's but, it's really it's really. Not, it is cool yeah. though. It is cool to see the scientific side. Uh, OG usually came out to about like four or four point five ish on the oh. refractometer. So it was um, for like a really small coffee that's insanely concentrated Mm. it wasn't diluted at all either but um yeah siphon brewing too is pretty cool i've never had a siphon i've had it once it's it's cool it i mean you know you it's expensive when you go to a shop and get it but it's quite the process it's the process it's honestly i I only like it because it looks cool to be honest i don't explain like like what what it is so basically if you've ever taken a chemistry class you've used a bunsen burner um, you basically set a beaker that's full of uh, coffee, basically. Um, or, yeah, it's full of water, actually. Yeah, and and um, you set this another thing, like a tube, inside of that beaker. And in that tube is some coffee uh, sitting on top of a filter. So basically, 
it's like some like scientific, I don't, I, it's, it's a siphon basically. If the water heats up and the tube sucks it in to where the, it starts brewing the coffee inside of that tube. Oh wow. Yeah. And you like let it brew for about four minutes, you stir it up and everything. And once it's done brewing, you turn off the Bunsen burner and the water that's in the top tube drains back through the filter and it's coffee now. Yeah. And, and it's, it usually, the like a, it's usually like top. a cloth filter, right? Yeah. It's like, like a, a thick filter. It's not yeah. like a paper one at all. Yeah, I was I was always bummed because there was a blue bottle, I don't know, just a few blocks down from where I worked at the Ferry Building in San Francisco that did siphon brew, but they only did it until like two. And that's when I got off, you know, it's like they would only do it. Oh, so they would they would put a cap on when you can even get it. Yeah, Yeah, it was very because they would like because you had to have certain baristas that knew how to do it. Oh, I, I would and, assume. You know, I, I was always thinking like about when I thought about the siphon brew and you always see like Blue Bottle yeah. doing it or something because they're yeah. the only ones crazy enough to spend all that money to like put them there. They yeah. didn't. And like, it, that was the only cafe that I know of in the Bay that did it and mm-hmm. they only taught it to certain people. It wasn't I'm sure like they a, don't sell very well either. You know? It's, uh, it's yeah. literally just like that looks really cool. I want whatever it is. It has to be because you I mean, know? and there's nothing they have wrong it on with display, it. But, right on another side of really clean glass. Yeah. You know? It's like, Right by the mall where all of the tourist people go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's like that a, looks cool. It's an attraction. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. That's a, a, like it's definitely something bucks like bucks for one. What for a cup? Yeah, for like because oh, it's shoot. like a, I didn't it's know like that. a it's like a process, man. It's Dang, insane. It's crazy. It was some like crazy number. It was, I mean, it's expensive. I, don't get me wrong. Like I spent a lot of money on Kagu before. Like, I, I remember the first like not the first, but one of the purchases I've had. That I slightly regret, but not really. Was I, when I went to Heart. And like, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I bought this uh, geisha variety oh, bag man. of coffee, oh, man. How and much it was did like that put you back. It was eight ounce bag, <laughs> and it was like fifty eight dollars oh, or something. And I was okay. like, okay, okay, wait, wait, okay. I, in my I'm, defense, <laughs> I'm speaking from somebody that didn't spend the money and tasted it. It was so good, dude. It was it uh, was it was a worth the buy, man. Dude, the I because <laughs> it didn't come out of my wallet. It didn't come out of my wallet. I feel good for that. I, there's so many people. So like I already know there's certain people like gonna listen to this and be like, "What an idiot! Like, why would you buy that?" But it's like freaking nerd. It's like dude. at least I can say I bought it, and I think and in all fairness, like it was a gift. I, I bought it for a pace when he couldn't he couldn't go to the. Um, uh, the coffee fest in Portland. So he was like pretty bummed about that. So I'm like, I got you, homie. I'll get you some coffee. Here's some I was like, I'm going to take that? some first, but, but you, you're like that time when you made it in the shop with an AeroPress, that was my first AeroPress. And it was like, Oh the best yeah. Thing yeah. Ever. Man. AeroPress and a geisha. Wow. Yeah. And I felt, I felt so bad because literally he had probably about 40 grams of this coffee. Well, he that's used why. a little under 20 to make the AeroPress. And then I used a little, over the rest to make a pour over <laughs> that was the thing i was like dude how do i make like the least amount possible to like try to dial this thing in yeah. because that's i mean what if i like use this freaking geisha and like i'm like oh it's not dialed and i'm like well there goes 18 <laughs> yeah, grams like go. nothing like 58 or, bucks down the hole yeah there's 20 dollars in my freaking bag but yeah yeah oh man but if you if you're both methods if you're amazing. if you're about that life just just pull the trigger guys just buy the geisha yeah buy the it's geisha. worth a try um but yeah those are my those are my two like favorite kind of under the radar brewing methods they're pretty cool um they look really cool the og dripper is like this another chemistry looking scientific beaker thing it's like um, four feet tall 24 hour brew method 
Yeah, yeah they're one so drop delicious. every two seconds. They're the cleanest aesthetic, I think. Yeah, I, I I love the way it looks. For sure. Yeah. And it's just you yeah. Keppa just got a few of them, and I'm just like every time I look at, it, I'm like, man, that just makes it look like we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're still figuring it we're out. Still figuring it out. It's on the way. They're pretty cool. They're awesome. Yeah, man. It's it's fun to have you know these different like under the radar kind of brew methods to mess with. You know, like yeah. I know we had that that little mini Hario slow oh, yeah yeah and we had it you know sit one day zach just brought it in like hey guys play with this and you know <laughs> we cool. kind of just took it and ran with it yeah. came up with something that convinced him to buy the bigger ones you know yeah it's like i don't know just like get creative yeah that's that's one of the i that could be the 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 what's it called freaking the, the moral title? of the podcast get is creative. to get creative with your brew <laughs> methods yeah. because you'll like figure out some crazy stuff that's really good that you would have thought never would have worked unless you tried it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stay curious, guys. It comes back to the like whole coffee can be easy or you can make it complicated. Yeah. It's like, it's up to you. If you just want your coffee and you want to get out the door, Batch make it easy. It yep. yeah. 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 If you want to make it complicated, get scientific with it and get like, get a great cup of coffee. Yeah. And get something that is going to like blow everything else out of the water and your eyes will kind of be open and you won't look at it the same, you know? Yeah. So. Was it cat and claw that we were talking about that really dialed in their batch brew the other day? Uh, yeah. Oh no, that was just, we, we were just talking about Oregon. Places, yeah, in places in Oregon, just, Oregon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they don't do drips, brew. right? Well, yeah, so in Portland, they there is very, like, there is, all the coffee shops that I went to, like, on, like, some of their, like, the main spots to go hit up, they, they none of them did pour over. They were just, batch. They're, and there's, like, been some recent articles out lately that they're just, their argument is, like, it's more consistent and we can make it taste just as good, if not better, than a pour over and that was that's like awesome. their whole premise which i think is like i mean that's cool like i i don't yeah. i don't necessarily like i don't know if i would do that but i think it's it's interesting like it's it's cool just to see how i mean that works for them you know they yeah, probably go through so much that it's creative like, man yeah. yeah 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 it's cool i know the stump town when i was up there in portland they had a like an automated like pour over system yeah oh yeah, yeah there's like some thing? yeah the mod yeah. bar they they make oh. like the really sweet shower head for oh, it forever so love mod cool. bar so much yeah my first espresso machine mod bar yeah it's such a cool <laughs> company oh, you know dude what? not not all of us mm. are as freaking blessed now as i get to work on a strata <laughs> oh you son oh, of a gun man. you bastard you have been on a lot of different machines i just I have so. uh i've been on well, Marzocco uh, all the way, baby. Well, Marzocco, yeah, yeah, they're such a great company, dude. They are, man. Eight grand for a home brew. It's actually five. It's five oh, base, five, Josh. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I want two group heads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's man. 20. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's got to line out their front door. Uh, wow. Okay, all right. But uh, anyways, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Retrospects Coffee Podcast, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>